I'm Dr. Nicole Byers, clinical psychologist and brain health expert, and you're listening to the Bold Life Podcast, the podcast for working moms who are feeling stressed out and overwhelmed trying to do it all. As a working mom with big career dreams, I know what it's like to not have enough time in the day and to lack the skills and confidence to reach your goals. I have spent years understanding how our brains work and learning what holds us back from having the courage to reach our dreams. Each week, I'll be sharing practical strategies to help you find more time in your day, build your confidence, fight back against mom guilt, and reach your goals. If you want to learn how to thrive both at home and at work, you're in the right place. Hello, and welcome to the Bold Life Podcast. Today, we're joined by Noelle Beauregard, who's here to talk to us about lifestyle cleansing for busy moms. Noelle is a registered nurse of almost 10 years, coach, host of the Simplifying Mom Life Facebook community, and a mom to three. It's her personal mission to help moms make simple changes around their home to live a more joyful, present, and stress-free life. Welcome, Noelle. Hey, thank you so much for having me on. I'm super excited for this conversation. So I know I gave a little bit of a, a blurb about you in the intro, but I'd love to know more about you know what got you interested in working in this area. Yeah. So like you said, I'm a registered nurse. I've taken care of lots of sick women over the course of my career. Um, and it's just been amazing to me how much of it, how, how much um, sickness and chronic illness can actually be prevented um, and how little people realize that. And a lot of times it just comes back all the way back down to stress management and lifestyle management. And if you you know, kind of have a good set of priorities and a good mindset, then a lot of stress falls away. Um, So I just really wanted to help a lot of women, moms specifically, kind of take a step back and reframe how they view what's going on around them and realize that they have a lot more control over it than a lot of us think. So it's just kind of um, a little starting point for a much bigger picture. Fantastic. I love it. This is a topic I am super interested in as well. I know you know a little bit about me and my background, but I uh, worked in kind of more traditional healthcare settings for a number of years as well. And I found this so often too, that, you know, we see so much illness and health complications that are preventable and are attributable to lifestyle factors and even illnesses that we think of as having more of a, a biological cause have such um, a lifestyle and mental health and well-being component to them. And really in kind of traditional, and I, I guess it's not even traditional medicine, it's not the right word for it, but medicine right now, we don't do a good job of focusing on that. We're really on, you know, treat the problem once it happens. Yeah, it's a really siloed focused approach. Like, okay, well, you're having this symptom, we'll treat that symptom. And it might not necessarily be the root cause of what's going on. So yeah, I feel like this is a much more empowered viewpoint um, to be able to figure out what's going on and prevent these kinds of things instead of falling into these health ruts or mental ruts or things like that. Absolutely. I know something you said was a, a lot of women, and I'm sure men do, really don't recognize that there's so much that we can do in terms of our health. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and what you notice? Yeah, I think a huge part of it just has to do with being more present um, with noticing what's going on within ourselves and around us because we just tend to be so busy and we 
numb out things that are going on with us. Like maybe I'm like a, an executive and I'm working 70 hours a week and I'm not eating great. I'm never exercising because I just don't have time. And then I start having like these little health scares that just keep, you know, leading into bigger and bigger health scares. Um, and it just boils down to, um, I'm just in stress overdrive and I'm not taking care of myself. And it's, I'm just working myself into a hole of not having good health not having a good mental presence. So it's really important, I think, for us to take a step back and just realize we're not caught up in this rapid flowing stream of things going on around us. We can take a step back and like step out of the water and say, you know, like I need to stop. I need to reframe what's going on. Am I really working toward what I want to work towards or am I just going with this flow of what's going on around me and other people's priorities? Interesting. That's that's a super interesting idea that, you know, are we even, you know, we're in that rat race and we're go, go, going, and are we even working towards something that we want? Are we just doing this because that's the way life is right now or someone else's priorities? Yeah. Yeah. And then once you start, you know, looking at things that way, it's like, why am I doing these things? What, what purpose does it serve? What, how does it help me and my goals and my values? And I know that's something that I struggle with this too. And I think a lot of folks do is that we have this, really it's a culture right now around us of go, 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 right? Like busy is the new normal. And so it can be hard to shut that off. Yeah, it can. And then it's like, you know, like say you're a mom and whether you're a working mom or a stay at home mom, like, you know, maybe your kids are in school and they're all doing maybe not now specifically with COVID, but, you know, maybe normally they're doing sports, all kinds of sports after school. They've got after school programs. Um, You're spending your weekends on sports and doing other things like that. And it's just very ingrained in us as families to just go, go, go too. So yeah, I think it's just something that's permeated the culture. Yes. And we do it without even noticing. I know I was talking to a woman a while ago and, and she's like, you know, like everything's good. I'm, I'm feeling pretty in control. I'm, I'm not that stressed. I feel pretty good. And then she's telling me about her day and she's talking, just like you said, she has this really high level job and she's working like 50 or 60 hours a week. And it's quite, you know, emotionally and physically challenging. And her kids are, you know, tweens and they're really involved in sports. And she was driving them like, to multiple different activities every night. And when she was talking to me about her schedule, like I was exhausted listening to this, right? (laughs) Like, oh my gosh, like no wonder that your body is saying like enough's enough. I'm burnt out, right? Like we just get into this, this habit really. Yeah. And I think part of it is like when we're able to manage so much going on, it's almost like dopamine hits like, oh, look at how productive I'm being. Look at all this stuff I'm doing. But then it's like, well, what's it for? <laughs> like, do your kids love those sports? If they do, that's awesome and keep going. If they're like, ugh, this again, and they're burnt out too, then it, we're just modeling the same behavior for our kids. Yes, absolutely. So is this where the idea of lifestyle cleansing comes in? Tell me a bit more about that. Yes. I'm a very introverted person. Um, so I tend to like cut more social and other things out like that not naturally. But to me, it's just kind of um, the first step is just prioritizing what my needs and goals are over everything else going on. So I'm not just caught up in saying yes to lots of things when it doesn't have anything to do with what I want to spend my time with and focus on and um, it doesn't get in the way of 
my personal goals and my family goals and things like that. Yeah. So really focusing on, like you said, what's core to your values and your goals and you know, where do you and your family want to go and focusing on those areas? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so then that kind of leads into the next thing that I'm big on is just saying no a lot. Um, and it's not in a mean way, but it's, you know, a lot of us have this, especially me, you know, before, um, like somebody asked for help with something, or they'd ask me to do something, or they just complained to me about something. And I'd be like, Oh, well, I could help you with that. And I'd say yes to all these things. And it was kind of like a knee jerk reaction. Um, and then later, I'd come back and be like, Oh, my God, why did I say I was going to do that? I don't want to do this. And then it's like obligation and then it weighs on you and then you put it off. And it just leads you into this heavy place of having lots of things to do that you don't really want to do and you don't really have much business doing. <laughs> right. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. I know I can as well is I'm getting better at it as well, but you know, saying yes to things that I don't really want to do or that I don't really have the the bandwidth for, whether it's the time or the mental energy. And then, like you said, feeling frustrated and mad at myself and even a little bit resentful that I agreed to these things when they come up. Because saying no is hard. Do you have any tips for folks on how to do that? Or how do you walk your clients through that? Yeah, definitely. So I basically have them sit down and do an exercise to identify their priorities um, and then kind of sort those out with what the the things they're doing a lot um, and then kind of weigh each of those. Like, is this, does this match, does this fit into my priorities and goals or is this somebody else's? Um, is this something I should stop doing or delegate to somebody else? And then it just kind of helps work you through the sorting process of taking things out of your basket and either putting them into somebody else's if there are things that do have to get done. Or I do walk them through a process of lovingly saying no and holding these boundaries with others. Um, and it's, it's definitely, it, it feels so hard, especially at first. I know like I've talked with women and they just feel nauseous, like having to do this part is start saying no to people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you, you have all these ideas in your head, like, oh my gosh, they're not going to love me anymore. If it's a family or friend, um, if it's like work, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get fired for like, you know, gently telling them like, I can't do this anymore or right now or but it's definitely just, you know, if it's for a job, it's like, okay, is this integral to, to what I'm doing is, or is this just like extra stuff I agreed to? If it's extra stuff, you can take that, you know, you can start cutting that back if it's not like what you were specifically hired for. And then as far as like family and friends go, it, it I think that's the worst telling them no, but yeah, it's, you know, you just explain what's going on. Like, I've just been working through this process of my priorities. And I realized that I've been helping with this. And unfortunately, I just don't have the time for it or the mental energy or um, I really wanted to start working on this. And so unfortunately, I'm having to cut back on other things. And if you know, it's somebody that loves you and understands like they'll, they'll get it, they'll be fine with it. And then I think there's also this kind of like, growing pain where sometimes you start making these changes in your life. Um, and, you know, sometimes other people do fall away out, out of a relationship with you, um, whether it's a friend or, you know, a family member, you become, you don't, you're not as close to anymore. So I think there is just a, a small falling out period, but I think overall that always works out to your advantage. Um, 
things kind of come into light and you're like, well, they don't really support me. So do I, is, you know, is this going to suck as much as I think it's going to? Right. Yeah. Super interesting. And that's something I was going to ask about is, you know, is there that growing pain process there? And I, I expect that sometimes we do get some pushback when we start to say no, especially I can imagine, you know, if, if I'm the type that's always taking things on is, you know, family asked me to do this. I'm like, yeah, of course I'll bake all these cookies for dinner. And of course I'll get all these school supplies ready. And of course I take on these 30 extra projects at work and people get used to that. Right. And so it makes sense that when I start putting those boundaries in place and saying, you know, thank you for the opportunity. Unfortunately, this isn't something that fits for me right now. I have to say no. There's going to be a bit of a, a pushback, right? It's going to feel weird for us to say no. And it's going to feel weird for our family and friends to hear no because they're used to hearing yes all the time. And um, I think just even being aware that that pushback might happen a little bit. And it's a, a learning process on both sides. And the more that we do this, the more our family is going to say, oh, okay, that's right. She doesn't do this task anymore. Here's how we're going to do it instead. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, you know, sometimes you kind of have to hold your ground a little bit like, no, I'm serious. I'm not going to do this anymore. <laughs> um, and, you know, then they'll, you know, they'll get it and they'll be like, oh, okay. Okay. Um, I think there's, yeah, I think generally there's a small falling out period, just, just like, it's going to be like that one off relative or, you know, that one person at work or, um, it's, it's usually the exception to the rule. Um, it's almost never as bad as we envision it. We have all these fears come up. We don't want to be rejected. We want people to love us. They're not going to reject us. They're going to still love us. Um, it's just going to be that one person that's like, are you, are you serious? And then it's like, you, you can go. It's okay. <laughs> I absolutely agree is that our brains are fantastic at coming up with those worst case scenarios. My brain has a great imagination and thinking like, oh my gosh, when I say no, like everyone's going to hate me and no one's going to like me and I'm going to get fired and all these horrible things. And you know, 99% of the time, it's not as bad as we think it's going to be. And like you said, if there's that one person that maybe we have a falling out with and decide we're not going to be as close anymore, in the long run, maybe that's okay. And the benefit for my own well-being is okay letting that one person go. Yeah. And then on the other side too, um, like once you start leading by example with these new rules and boundaries, um, not only do people start respecting you more just based on this, um, you know, your family's going to notice, they're going to be like, wow, I've never, you know, thought of living that way before. And then you're modeling this higher behavior and then, you know, other people start asking you about it. Like, you know, how do you have time for these things? Like, what are, you know, um, I want to start saying no more too. Um, they might not like overtly say that to you, but you're just kind of like leading by example. You're setting this better behavior for people around you and also your kids if you're a mom. Yes. Yeah, I love that idea. That's something that I go back to all the time when I'm making hard choices and, and doing hard things, especially in terms of things I'm not super comfortable doing is thinking about my own kids, right? And what do I want my daughter to grow up learning about You know how we take care of ourselves and how we take care of our family and how we take care of our community and that keeping that in mind, if I'm modeling this positive behavior, not just to help myself, but to help so many people around me can be really helpful when your stomach's doing backflips and you just want to vomit and you, you yeah. don't want to say no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, if I, yeah, I definitely feel like it's beneficial to think of things in that, in that view. 
you know, we tend to get so caught up in ourselves and what's going on and like take everything personally, but it's, you know, there's a bigger picture to consider. And when we start taking that, that other step back and looking at things from a bigger picture, um, you know, it's amazing what kind of falls into place and um, what it opens us up to. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the folks that listen to this podcast are super busy juggling kind of work and family. I know you talked a little bit about how to get started with this idea of lifestyle cleansing, but what would you recommend as kind of a first place to start? What should folks do if they want to start, you know, doing some of this in their own lives? Sure. So um, I walk people through a process of just kind of evaluating your day as it is, um, what is working, what isn't working, and then um, and what feels heavy and what you don't look forward to doing. And then, um, you know, you identify those things and you figure out whether you can cut those back, cut them out, delegate them to somebody else, um, and then how to have those conversations. Um, Like maybe you have older kids and like you come home from work and then like the kitchen's a disaster, the house is a disaster, and you're just like, oh my gosh. So you're like trying to clean and then cook dinner and then, you know, do all this other stuff and put the kids in bed and like in reality, you can take kind of take the step back and have like start teaching your kids how to help with those things. Like, okay, when this happens, you clean this or put this away or do this. And like, this is the new expectation now. And of course, that'll take some time and reinforcement. um, But eventually, things come together. um, And putting that extra time up front to say, okay, I want you to help with this. Here's how you do it. Now you do it. Um, Instead of just saying like getting frustrated and be like, I'll just go do it real quick. And you right. think you think you're saving yourself time, but in the long run, you're, you know, it's going to take away so much extra time. Right, such a good point because I know I am bad for this. Not so much at home, but at work, I am a bit of a micro manager, and so often that's my thought is like, oh, it's just faster if I just do it, yeah, myself. <laughs> but you're absolutely right. Like maybe faster today, but when I'm doing this every day for the next three years, it's actually a better use of my time to teach someone else how to do it. Definitely, yeah, and then. Um, I have a worksheet where you just kind of my clients come up with just a generic schedule like, okay, well, you know, here's what I'm doing that works, they fill it in the schedule. um, And they can add in a couple other things. And I just kind of have them look at what their priorities are. And like, okay, if I don't get anything else done today, if I just do this one thing at home or at work, it's been a productive day. So they can kind of tackle their one to three big things as early in the day as possible. And then that allows for a lot of extra time for like unexpected things to come up. Um, So you kind of find yourself in this position, like even if your day just goes totally sideways and nothing's going to go as planned, if you can just do that, those one to three things and you're good and nothing else matters and you're in a much better headspace um, than if you were, you had like 20 things on your to-do list and you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm never going to get these done. Yes. Absolutely. I love that idea. I, I'm a huge fan of lists and I have a million of them, but I have seen this happen so many times and myself sometimes too, right? Just as you're saying that to-do list gets out of control where I have like a million things and there's no possible way I'm actually going to get all this done today. Like it is not physically possible for me to do all this. And then I get to the end of the day and I see the 30 things that are still there and I feel like I didn't do anything, even though I did so much today that pressure that we put on ourselves. So like you said, having that one to three big things that these are the priorities. If these get done, 
I know I've had a productive day and all the rest of this is extra kind of bonus stuff. Yes. Yeah. And I think doing like a weekly brain dump to just like get everything out of your head and onto paper. And then you can kind of look at it like, oh, like, you know, paint the garage. Like if that doesn't happen this month, it's okay. You can just look at things like, all right, is this really a priority? If it is, then you can put it on your schedule. Like, okay, well, I'm, I'll do this Tuesday. Um, and then it's on your schedule. It's on your one to three things you've got to do that day. And you feel so much lighter. And it's not just like on this perpetual list nagging at you. Right. Yes. It's on the back of your mind knowing that I haven't done all these things, even though I'm actually being really productive and getting a lot done today. Yeah. Something else you mentioned that I'd love to hear more about is um, you said when you're getting folks to kind of sit down and go through their day, you tell them to look for those areas where um, they're procrastinating or the things that they don't want to do or that kind of drain them of energy as maybe things to take off the list. Can you talk more about that and how that works? Yeah, definitely. So those are kind of the, sometimes they're the harder conversations you have to approach people at work or home and like say, hey, like i I need help with this. This is something that's been out of control for months now. And I just really need help getting this done. It could be like with your spouse or kids at home, like kitchen just always seems like a disaster. I can't clean for all five of us. So I just need help doing this. And this is what that looks like. And just have a specific conversation and not a reactive one. Like, oh my God, why can't you guys ever help me with this? Right. Yeah, it just kind of helps once you can start saying no to more things, it opens up the door for more yeses. Um, So like, uh, you can clear out time in your day, like you can read more, you can, you know, work on crafts, if that's what you want to do, you can work on a book you've always wanted to write. It's just like, it opens the door for all the things where we feel guilty about trying to do when we're quote, so busy. Um, We just never have time for them. Um, and so I think that's, a, a that's really important too, is to have that space built into your day or week where you can pursue those more creative activities. Yeah, I agree. And that's super interesting. Hey, that idea that the more that we say no, actually might free up some space for us to have more opportunities and to be able to say yes to all these things that, like you said, we feel guilty about taking on and we don't make a priority. But once we actually have that space and that time, we might be able to get back to some of them. Yeah. And then um, I know like a lot of people, they have a hang up about starting to say no to things. And it's just really good to it's like your mother-in-law or something. You've known them X number of years. You've been doing this thing the whole time. And all of a sudden you're like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. It's never too late to start establishing better boundaries with people, even though it feels like it's impossible to start doing that once you've you know, known this person forever. Right. Yeah. It might feel like a hard step to try and change that behavior and try to put that boundary in place, but it's really never too late to start. And starting today is the great first step, really. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. So Noelle, if folks want to find out more about you or they want to work with you in the future, where should they go? Yeah, so I think the best place is my, uh, it's the Simplifying Mom Life Facebook group. Um, That's the best place to connect with me. And I put all my announcements of things. Um, I'm going to be launching a podcast in January. Oh, that's exciting. Thanks. I'm getting everything set up. I don't even have a name yet. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So that's all in the works. So I'll be making announcements there pretty soon about that. And 
yeah. And if, you know, anybody wants to connect with you one-on-one and have a discussion about any way I might be able to help, please feel free to find me on Facebook. My name is Noelle Beauregard. It's N-O-E-L-L-E. Last name is B-E-A-U-R-E-G-A-R-D. And uh, feel free to message me directly and I'm happy to have that discussion with you. Perfect. I'll put all those links in the show notes as well for this episode so folks can just click on them to find more about you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Nicole. You're welcome. Well, thank you so much for being here. This is a great conversation. Yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. This was a lot of fun and it's definitely something I think is so important for a lot of people to just be happier and healthier. Love it. All right, everyone. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Nicole Byers and this is the Bold Life Podcast. Thank you.